Dear Giancarlo, Thank you for submitting your application for admission to Berkeley Online's Bachelor of Professional Studies degree program. You're welcome. After a careful review and evaluation of your application by our Board of Admissions, we regret to inform you that you have not been admitted to Berkeley Online for the January 2018 semester. Oh, sh- Hi, I'm Gianni Massaro, and this is Bought for a Song, a podcast documenting my journey of trying to pursue a career in songwriting. Along the way, I'll be breaking down songs that I've written so that you can see my songwriting process. I will also be trying to talk to some folks about what it looks like to pursue their dreams. Thanks for coming along. This is Bought for a Song. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I am super excited to share this podcast with you so I won't waste any time. I sat down with singer-songwriter slash producer slash recording engineer slash all-around great guy, Blake Martin. We talked about everything from creativity and the music industry to the band we were in together in high school. A lot of great stuff, so get hype. And without further ado, here's my interview with Blake Martin. Blake, thank you for being here today. Seriously, thank you for taking the time to talk. It's uh, it's such an honor to uh, to listen to you. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Sweet, dude. Well, um, I know you, obviously, and you and I go way back. Um, but for people listening who might not know you as well or might not know you at all, uh, give us like a little autobiography um the Blake Hampton Martin story uh start wherever you want and end wherever you want but uh but yeah tell us a little bit about you <laughs> yeah so um much like you I uh, grew up in Giles County Virginia and I guess uh you know sticking with the um you know I guess the function of the podcast here will kind of go on the music based side of right, things right. so That's uh, totally cool and <laughs> Yeah, so in uh, I think it was like fourth, fifth grade, maybe um, I was kind of forced into taking piano lessons, and mm. um, from there, you know, did that for about two years. Like enjoyed it, but it was like one of the things that like yeah, practice kind of got <laughs> annoying, and it was like just something I didn't really want to try it doing. <laughs> so I ended up kind of taking the the basis of my theory knowledge there, transporting it over to the guitar, um, kind of self-taught myself there yeah um and then from that you know that continued on for a couple of years and we find ourselves there in around eighth grade and mm. um then that's when you and i started uh messing around a little bit playing some uh when Lennon playing some music uh-huh yeah and then we uh you know a few years after that jake and tanner came along this all team mm. project started and you know you and i had some you know, really great Great times and uh, you know, great music made and you know, really learned a lot and kind of formed my not my music taste as a listener, but also as a writer as well. I think yeah. I learned a lot during that time period. And um, moving out of that, we we came into uh, to college at that point, uh, still playing a couple of shows, but you know, not as yeah. not not as many. Uh, and then that Absolutely. was kind of when I started out um, on something that I hadn't done before, like an acapella music and. Um, uh, yeah. Transfer that over into Juxta, um, which uh, for those who may not know, Juxta positions uh, an all-male acapella group of Virginia Tech. It's won you know many awards. It's perennial. The premier, yeah, all-male acapella premier at Virginia Tech. Perennially, like one of the best on the East Coast, if not the country, um, wins like a, you know a lot of national awards. So that taught me a lot, and you know, took my. Uh, musicality, I guess, to a bit different level, especially as a vocalist, that I learned just so much there, um, yeah. and in that performance aspect, and and I guess not to skate over it either, too. That was also what I was studying in college, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, so I was studying uh, audio production and vocal performance um, at Virginia Tech, and you know, 
it was cool to do that as well because you're you're getting a little bit of the best of both worlds. Uh, you know, you're basically strong armed into the vocal performance aspect, which isn't necessarily what I yeah. would want to do in vocal performance. It's more of the the classically trained, right, right. operatic, you know, that type of stuff. And I learned a lot about that. But through that, you learn like a lot about the history of Western music, uh, a lot more deep dive mm. into you know the music theory stuff, and you know on much more of an advanced level. Um, so that was very enriching and enlightening. And then, yeah, obviously got to do a lot of the studio yeah, stuff, sure. which, uh, yeah. And then, so then we kind of find ourselves here and uh, I think much, uh, much like you, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, working in the workplace, but also trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, continue yes. the music thing. And so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm currently here, uh, in Washington, DC, working for Marriott International and doing, uh, like live sound, uh, planning and sales. So, so my basic day to day is something like, uh, you know, a group's going to be coming into one of the conference centers that kind of oversee, um, uh, they, you know, they have, it could be very large needs, could be very small needs. And so we've done stuff for like Adobe, Boeing, uh, ESPN, um, Nike, there's just been a lot of you know, large groups and then just like smaller groups that are here to like lobby to Capitol Hill and things of that nature. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. variety of work that I'm doing here. Um, but uh, conference center sound isn't necessarily, you know, the dream or, or, or very glamorous or anything right, of, right. of that nature. So um, <laughs> yeah, so again, I think uh, we find ourselves in a similar spot of just, you know, where um, can we take this music thing now, especially since the climate's changed so much. So, Oh, yeah, dude, which like, I would love to, to get into that a little bit. And, and that's like, I think this is why I'm so excited talk to you and like why you're one of the first people I wanted to talk to because obviously this podcast is like uh, about um, kind of pursuing your passion and then it's also about music so uh, so for you like those those things coincide so um, so yeah what do you think uh, it looks like in today's climate as like an independent musician because I, I remember because yeah we were in high school and uh, we we started this band and we like at that time it was like okay if you get signed to like a cool indie yeah, label yeah. like that's it you've made it like you're good to go um, and obviously we like tried so hard but um, that did not happen <laughs> for us I don't know why um, still to this day but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so like, so the, the climate has changed. And I think for, for, for better and for worse, because like, it's no longer like you just signed to a, a like a cool indie label and you're set. Like, um, it's like, you're kind of like forging your own path. But I think that's very good in a lot of ways, because like, it opens up the doors for people who totally. like, totally like, we yeah. never have gotten a shot at a record deal. Uh, I mean, like, I think, I mean, like you hit the nail on the head that it's definitely transitioned into this kind of individualistic um, approach to everything. Whereas, you know, um, we grew up listening to a certain type of music and, you know, kind of idolizing a lot of, you know, like the the Beatles and, uh, you know, just all of these, like, you know, the pioneers. And it was like something that was really, yeah. you know, impressionistic on our parents. And so it, it trickled down to us and like that, you know, just the... Uh, the fantasy yep. world, I guess that you could say that the seventies were for the, for the, for the music, you know, just for music. Yeah. The fantasy oh, yeah, world, yeah. like, you know, all of That's this, uh, you know, how glitz and glamor and everything that it was in the seventies and eighties and even to a certain extent in the nineties, but like you said, changed a lot in like, you know, to, what is that? 2009, 2010, yeah. um, even just nine years ago for us where we were um, just going out looking for these yeah. indie labels. So that that was the uh, the goal, really. You were looking for somebody to pick you up, um, someone that could um, facilitate the recording and production for you and something, you know, Absolutely. doing that on a corporate level. Whereas now um, with the way technology's changed with, uh, you know, like, whether it be YouTube tutorials or like all of these things, basically anybody can come and spend a hundred dollars or less on a USB microphone and make, you know, some oh God, semblance yeah. of a, a decent record or a decent sounding recording. And um, so, you know, even exactly. to, to the extent of like what I've done, you know, I, I spent four years in school. Uh, studying recording, studying this, that, and the other. And there are guys who are probably going to be 
Yeah. And there are probably going to be guys out there somewhere that have never stepped in, you know, a, a, an educational atmosphere with uh, recording who can do it 10,000 times better than I can. Right. It's just that's the everyone has access uh, and, you know, for a couple of thousand dollars, you can really get yourself into some really professional stuff. And uh, and, I, and I, I agree with you. I, I think that it's it's. When you know negative and to a certain yeah. extent because you're gonna get in saturation, you know there's always gonna be people who pull the same cheap tricks and you know know what people like to listen to and can make things sound using those types of cheap tricks. Um, but it's also great, you know, kind of living in the yeah. social media world that we live in now, and yeah, the, the fact that you know you can just use your iPhone. Everyone has an iPhone, or everyone has an Android, it's a smartphone in your pocket, and you can you know take a video of yourself playing and you know singing, playing yeah, guitar, or, you know playing whatever instrument you have, and post that out to millions and millions and millions of people to access. And, um, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if you know uh, a guy named Steve Lacey. He like. Uh, mm -hmm sound is he's kind of like mac demarco ish but um he was in the band the internet and uh i watched this video on youtube like i mean obviously like you're just saying youtube is huge but like i watched this video about how he recorded his whole album on his iphone like he used garage band to make the beats and then he would like just he used this little interface to plug his guitar and bass directly into his iphone and then he sang into the iPhone. <laughs> i'm pretty mic. sure i don't know if it's the same guy but i saw a very similar uh they, they were i think they were advertising some sort of you know uh iphone interface of some sort and i i saw that. i was like that's crazy and then i like did a little research i think i went to like maybe his soundcloud or something like that and you know he he, he like you know yeah. listed out like all of these tracks and stuff that he recorded exclusively on an iPhone. It's, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's something that you would listen to. It's something that you would hear. And it's, yeah. it's funny because I think that that's kind of a big distinguishing factor. I mean, you, it's, uh, I guess the hip thing to say, or like the snobby thing to say that you can, you can tell when a recording's good and when it's done well. And, and that's something to the trained ear that you can absolutely, um, tell but i think that oh, even yeah, these yeah. like you said those those technologies where it's so simple so cheap and so affordable that it so when i go back and listen to like stuff from like 2008 2009 it's like that level of production and that's crazy to me because it's like people are doing stuff on their phones that people were taking entire studios to do like less than 10 years ago in many cases and that's yeah. uh it's interesting i think it's just it's it's a wild uh wild advancement and it makes it you know, think yeah. like what is going to change in the next nine years <laughs> and so and i think that's uh <clears throat> i think that's something that we uh as you know aspiring musicians kind of find ourselves oh in is just yeah, the I, uh, I, I think it. that uh if you don't adapt you're dead type of thing and so it's you know if you try to keep this puristic yeah. approach of how you want to do things and you know you're not an early adopter in some cases whether it oh, yeah. be Instagram videos and social media based content alongside of your um, your album or EP or whatever you're going to be Absolutely. releasing, which a lot of people would even argue that that's dying <laughs> in, the, in today's society and how we consume music. So, yeah. And so uh, it's I, I don't I think that if you're if you're not able yeah. um, or you're resistant to these, you know, these new technology, I think you're just going to find yourself being sad and unsuccessful mm, dude that is such a good point i want to i want to just touch on that for a second like uh because that hits so like been, like so true like uh you you these days you have to be just as creative about like the process of getting your music to people as you are about like creating the music in general like uh yeah, and I think that like that is so true for anyone listening, like whether it's music or like um, you're starting a business or you're doing photography or whatever. Like, it's like you said, w yeah, we have to be just as creative about the process of like getting our work to people as we are in creating the work in the first place. And and I think that's a cool place to be because it, 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 it reminded me of another thing you said. Like, uh, it, it was it used to be like you had to wait for and hope for that someone would pick you uh, like a, a label or uh, an agent or whatever. And now we're in a kind of like time of, you no, know, you, you get to pick yourself. And that's like, like hard, but very cool in a lot of ways. Cause it's like you said, we, we have so much like uh, going for us in the way of like social media and um, 
utilizing that which yeah which which brings me to the next point like how do you feel about like um just using the social media and like uh bandcamp versus soundcloud versus spotify and all of that yeah it's it's it, it's i think that it you slowly starting to see it now i mean bandcamp's been around for a while soundcloud has went through a million different transformations and obviously all of the, the major platform streaming services your spotify your apple musics um, I guess title to some extent too, which I remind me to come back to that title oh, something. Yes, please. That's Kanye's, right? Jay Z's. Okay, Jay Z's. Yeah, it's Jay Z's. But it's uh, okay, definitely. But no, I, I think I think that there's um, especially these smaller sites like Bandcamp and uh, and SoundCloud, especially too. I think they've kind of found like their niche audiences to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I like think I Band see those Camp, pictures. It's like Bandcamp artists versus uh, SoundCloud. Sound, artists. And like send the whole like the stigma of like SoundCloud rappers and like all this yeah. stuff is like out these days. And um, I, I definitely think that they have their niche. I think there's like you know Bandcamp's kind of you know more lean towards your you know traditional musician where um, you 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 see a lot of rappers EDM. Um, yeah. Things of that nature, kind of making the R and B artists making their way over to to SoundCloud, and uh, yeah. I, I think that they're valuable for what they are. They're they're a way to you know connect and uh, to really get out there, and you know to a you know to a, a degree getting your you know social media uh, integrated into a musical platform. And I think they've made great strides to that. I think there's probably some iteration out there still to come um, that's like one step further um but i guess the the hard part even there too is you know how do you grow that audience and even on, even on yeah, those platforms absolutely. and most of the time that it, it seems to translate the abusing your traditional flagship social media sites whether that's um instagram yeah. or twitter or you know even to a certain extent snapchat with all the changes they've done recently and oh, so yeah dude, so huge. i mean I, i've uh i don't know if you follow uh there's a bunch of these uh, things out whether it's for music or anything they have these like curated um like whether it's just singers or guitar uh, musicians or drummers and like all the stuff and it's just pages that just like compile these videos of all of these like great drummers or all of these great singers or um and so like one of my favorite ones it, it started out as something like called pick up jazz now they're calling it just like just pick up because they've kind of moved into all of these um different you know different musical styles and um it, it started out pretty okay. small there's a couple of thousand people following it like from from its initial get-go but just by like sl like as them as just really just curating these things like that you would submit videos and like tat like you know hashtag pick pick up jazz or like whatever it was and they had all these great musicians yeah. you know using that to like try to get on this curated you know website thing wow and it's grown cool like exponentially concept. and uh it's just something that, like it's a business model that i thought was really cool and something to mention because it's they've grown so much out of that to where they have these kind of people who are there like you know almost weekly or bi-weekly like they'll have a new video up and it, they've kind of built a celebrity um within this fan base and They've even kind of transitioned from there, yeah. moving to uh, where they do like what's called pickup shows. And so they had one in Boston. They had they just had one in L.A. And it's just like so all cool. of the people who like are either followers of the Instagram or people who have performed there. They will just like come in like everybody will do like a 15 minute set. It's usually like really small and intimate and like they'll post pictures and videos of that. And I don't know, it's just really cool about, you know, the the, the community building that that's there and. And but what's crazy about that too is that you know a lot of these people are you know supremely talented, and I mean like supremely talented. But yet a lot of them are you know again just <laughs> kind of find themselves in a similar thing. Like there's a few of them that have a lot of commercial success, have built it either from that or have that has amplified that success. But um, it's uh, everybody's kind of in yeah. the same boat, <laughs> and it's uh, it's yeah, it's uh, I guess it's an encouraging thing oh, yeah. um, to be you know, among uh, among such great company, know, but also yeah. discouraging because <laughs> uh, it's like because uh, you know every exactly. you know as most people do, there's always some there's, yeah, and there's some self doubt yeah, a lot of times to too for some success. people. It's yeah. like, oh, like oh, like you know, everyone's proud of their work, their oh, music. Yeah, I know sure. I am, but I also know that I'm notorious for comparing my works to other people's oh, yeah. works and then that's like oh god like if i'm not even good as person yes. x here like and they're not doing anything <laughs> and that's uh 
Yeah, yeah but I, but I think yeah, yeah that's uh, you know it, the feeling hits sometimes, but I think that's uh, a, a terrible way to look at it because again, you never know who's going to get their break, and it's uh, it, and I think it's a product Absolutely. of the viral times we live in now it takes one thing one thing to go viral and if you ride that success yeah. up correctly like you have a lot to build upon at that point yeah for sure and like uh i think that's so crucial what what you're talking about with that that curated um kind of thing is is so so crucial because like mm-hmm. that's the most important thing is finding your like niche audience um mm-hmm. which is like that's so sweet that they do that because it's like for the people listening and for the like musicians, you have like exactly what you're looking for already built in. So like when you upload music, you know that the people hearing it, that's what they want to hear. And like the people listening know what they're going to get. So it's not like uh, you're just overwhelmed with this. Like, oh, like, I don't know who's going to like, I'm just putting my music out there and like hoping it like pings off of something like you, you kind of have this like, like, uh, like built in kind of like, oh, okay, like, I know this is what the people who were. Yeah, like, absolutely. And it. to backtrack a little bit on uh, an earlier point you brought up too, just kind of like the, the, the release of music and how that like, that's just as just as important. I know that oh, we yeah, um, sure. kind of, kind of, kind of leaned into it a little bit that a lot of, uh, a lot of it now is, oh, yeah. you know, that release on social media. Um, but w- what's something that like really, you know, intrigues me, you know, you've seen it in the last couple of years of uh, even major artists um, that are relying on, uh, you know, these release events or these like really crazy, like, you know, I wouldn't say gimmicky, but there, you know, there's something tied into it, yeah. into their release that makes them stand out in a way like the Beyonce dropped that over a night album, like a couple of years oh, yeah, ago. For sure. And then the last album she released lemonade, she released it as, um, uh, like yeah. a long form, like video, like a long, like it was a video album that, that transcribed it and like it's yeah. it's you know you see like i mean those like beyonce and both of those instances like you know the top of the music game arguably and yet still you know to to maintain that success and to not get stale and stagnant has like yeah. her herself as you know um a, you a, a basic a basic god in, in a sense in the, in the music levels here so yeah and i mean that's 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 truly it i mean taylor swift you see like a lot of her stuff um is kind of on the same level especially with her social media integration something i thought was really cool with her um, for this last album of hers was uh that she would travel around to some of these cities and um she would she yeah she would go and uh look at like i guess just people from the area constantly like we're tweeting at her and stuff like her like really devout fans um via via twitter and would private Mm -hmm. message them and like have an essential like closed door like listening party with these like select amount of fans and uh, i just thought that was really cool it's a good way to get a lot of buzz out um those people were obviously like glowing and like couldn't say anything and it was like the secret they had to keep and I just think it's a, it's it's a it's a really cool way to to come about, and even something that's uh, I guess non music related that I thought was interesting on that point um, was the uh, the new like the new Cloverfield movie. Have you have you heard about this at all? No. Okay, I think I saw like a commercial for it uh, a while back, but but fill me in. Yeah. So basically, they. Um, they, it was, it's, I guess it's been in production for years and years and years and it kind of failed in its production state at, I think it was Paramount Pictures I think that had it um, and so okay. they'd already sunk so much money into it that they you know they needed something some way to kind of salvage the product right. so they <laughs> sold it off to Netflix like very hush okay. hush and didn't like again oh, no 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 trailers no anything it came out you know for you know years truly and the very first trailer that ever premiered like in regards to the movie was like on the super bowl a couple of weeks ago oh wait maybe yeah. that's when i saw so they it. Yeah. debuted it on the super bowl and it just said coming soon it didn't have a date and so people were like oh like well, that's cool. It's a cool movie. But then like literally the minute yeah. that the soup, like obviously everyone was watching the Super Bowl, so they weren't paying attention to it, but like very quietly, discreetly right. without like trumpeting it at all, they released it on Netflix when the trailer debuted. And so, oh, <laughs> what? That's- and again, it was a failed project. And, and I watched the movie. It was an okay movie. It was like a, a decent action film, whatever. Yeah. But it, it was something that right, Paramount right. had sunk lots of money in. Like Netflix came in and 
bought it up for millions of dollars and then you know had this unique release strategy and even though it was an average movie had this wow. big buzz around it and i'm sure that they've had an incredible like viewership of it i haven't like done a lot of research but right right like way more than would have if they just like had yeah, released absolutely. it in theaters like the traditional way wow that um that is so cool dude i love that you bring that up because yeah it just goes back to like uh i think i think we as musicians and like we as creative people now have to think of like uh ourselves as a business i mean like uh like we have to be thinking about all this stuff like you said like how can i make every part of this creative like how can i make like the release creative how can i make the promotion of this creative like because that's what people like uh are drawn to these days like uh it's just i think yeah yeah the way of like like you said the way of the the just ep release or album release it's kind of i mean dead like i mean and people still do that and it still works but it's just kind of like oh like that's what i'm used to but this person like maybe their music is like sure, not quite sure. as professional or like polished or whatever, but like they did this really cool thing to like promote their stuff or like release it. And, and, and like that, like, yeah, like, uh, it sticks in people's I, heads. I think like, so too. Yeah. I mean, so you, I, you just, you really like cool. said it too, like, but a lot of times like that avenue of like you said, whether it's, you know, less professional recordings, things of that nature where you can tell that, but you can tell that someone worked really hard or you can just recognize their supreme talent regardless of how it was recorded. That's like opened a lot of doors for a lot of people like lately. I mean, there's yeah. um, like a lot of people like uh, Charlie Puth was one of those guys too, who was just like recording in his bedroom, like posting stuff on YouTube, oh, yeah. kind of just got a record deal out of it. And it's like now like a huge pop vocal sensation exactly. um there's a guy oh God, i'm gonna butcher his name but i think it's like jacob collier or something like that i don't know if you've ever heard of this guy i feel like i've heard it mm, yes yeah, he familiar. did this thing on social media where he would get i mean he's like a, a pretty well-trained musician i think he's from the uk or okay. australia um and he i think he went to a conservatory he's like you know an incredibly talented musician but he would have people like sing something or do whatever and then send it to him and then he would put this like crazy harmony like oh, vocals and stuff on top of it and like, ma cool. like made these crazy vocal arrangements around their videos and then would send Whoa. it out and and he would kind of make these videos himself too and most of the time it was just you know one microphone and he would just kind of uh like you've kind of seen like those little like acapella things where they have the same person like doing all yeah, of the different yeah. parts. So he did some, he kind of pioneered that to a certain extent. And the man, like he's, yeah. he's 19, 20 years old and he oh won a Grammy. Gosh. He won what? a Grammy. Yeah. Oh my God. He, he literally won, uh, it was uh, like best vocal arrangement or like something of like that for one of his like YouTube wow, videos dude. essentially that he released as an EP. And again, it wasn't like a studio environment. It was recorded in his bedroom and the man took home a Grammy and now like all of these people want to work with him. And it's, 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 it's kind of crazy. Dude, that, that is crazy. And I think like it, it's so easy for that to be like, oh, well like, man, like that's not me, like whatever. But I think like, as as yeah musicians that should encourage us because it's like okay like this guy like did something cool and creative and like uh and here's where he is now like yeah i i can i can do this like i can get creative and i can like maybe i won't win a grammy but like i can i can still like uh figure out creative ways to like get my my stuff out there and so yeah i love that you told that story that's really cool i'm gonna look him up now because that's insane yeah I, I can definitely still send you some links and stuff after this as well too oh yeah um well sure. to piggyback off that as sure. well i kind of want to turn the focus to you a bit and you know because we were talking about like you know oh. the creative ways to release stuff the way to accompany stuff and you know i mean you i know sure. that you had talked to me about doing this like a, you know a couple of months back and um you kind of made your yeah. first uh, social announcement of it it looked like a couple of days ago uh, and you, know, you yep. release not only you're releasing this podcast just kind of document your journey um, but you said you had a, a musical um, project in the works too so you know I'd like to hear a little bit further about that dude well I really appreciate appreciate you asking I'm I'm, I'm a loss for words um, I uh, so so yeah this has like been kind of a, a work in progress for a long time and what's so funny is that um, I I don't know like uh, if 
if uh, you might recognize some of the tracks I'm putting out because I've probably sent them to you in like various versions um, like years ago because like uh, I've, I've just that's how long I've been working on them but um, but yeah so so I don't know after after college uh, I kind of like put it put it away put it on a shelf and it was just like I mean you you know how it is it's kind of like it it just gnaws at you if you're not doing it it's kind of like oh like i can i can try to ignore this but it's just always going to be there so i was like okay yeah so i was like i gotta like i don't know figure out some way to like get get like do this and so started working on some songs um in, in my spare time and then um recording them when i could and uh just like i don't know kind of forgetting about it and then um and last year as I, I was living in San Diego, like uh I just really felt like, okay, like I've tried everything else. Like I've tried every other thing that I could like figure out to do. Like uh mm-hmm. I tried like the, the corporate thing. I I I worked for Young Life, which was awesome, but it was kind of like, okay, like this still isn't yeah. quite yeah. what I feel like I want to be doing. And so uh I just came back to it and I was like, okay this is what I've always loved since like we started writing songs together in high school. Like I want to figure out how to, how to work on this. So yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, with all that being said, um, the name of the project is is left fielder and, uh, I'm like super excited, um, because it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just, uh, it was, it's what started as just like an outlet and now is like, okay, I'm like really, going for it so um so yeah my goal right now is to uh be recording songs um putting them out like kind of uh yeah bilaterally with the podcast so like one week put out song yeah yeah and then next week put out like an episode of the podcast um so that way it's kind of like oh every week I'm, i'm creating content and every week people get to like uh hear something and so so yeah, dude, I'm just so excited because um, I think what what kind of turned the table for me was um, I don't know I was listening to uh, one of one of the artists I've been like really into. yeah absolutely can turn uh, circle around there. I would also love to hear what you're listening to uh, these days. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, but I, I a girl named Julian Baker who is um, yeah she's a singer songwriter from. Uh, from Memphis and it's her stuff is just her and her Telecaster and I was like man this is like such a cool sound like just reminding me so much of like Jeff Buckley uh Elliot Smith kind of and I was like oh like this is kind of like the sound I've been hearing in my head that I like I want to kind of go for and so so that was a, a huge kind of inspiration for me and so I was like okay like this kind of gives me a little bit of a blueprint for like the the stuff I'm trying to do. And so, um, so yeah, just been um, recording some songs uh, and uh, put a few demos on the band camp. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm super yeah. stoked because I've gotten like really into the like loop pedal recently. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't oh, know if you've ever used one, but like um that's like become a new instrument for me. So it's like And it takes a lot of practice I and mean, skill yeah, too. I mean I, I've like messed around with it in guitar shops and stuff like that. And like, you know, I can yeah. kind of make something kind of work, but I mean I'm sure it I mean it's I could tell immediately that it's something that would have to be well practiced in order to put out like something polished. So Oh yeah, for sure. Which has been like I mean it's still kind of me learning how to use it. But but I I, I bought it in high school like um I don't know why I bought it I literally like I guess I just kind of bought it on a whim but uh hadn't used it mm-hmm. ever and then this year pulled it back out and I was like okay like if Sharon <laughs> makes this work like I'm gonna try and like do this so uh so that I think that was another kind of like uh stepping stone of like okay this is kind of like my my cool like niche thing that I'm, I'm gonna be like sure yeah the, like guy he, that's cool he man kind of like, like the loop pedal a little bit so um so yeah but, but yeah I really appreciate you asking dude so uh so yeah I'm just I'm working on some songs right now um 
and uh, working on the the full length um, to to kind of uh, be released in the near future. But uh, but now, <laughs> that's now that's as we're talking, I'm like, man, I want to figure out like a creative way to like kind of be promoting this. And, like, yeah, that's and that's the struggle. And um, I mean, I can even like piggyback off that a little bit. And the simple fact that like how you had said that you had. Um, you know, recorded some stuff here and there, had worked on some stuff back and forth, and then just kind of, exactly. you know, forgot about it. You know, it, it was never anything to completion. And, and I, that, it's funny because it, it mirrors so much of like the last two years. I'm like, kind of like what I've been doing as well. It's just that, uh, so like, uh, I, I, right now, I said I'm kind of recording uh, recording an album of my own works. Uh, very, I guess, very similar to like what you're doing, kind of doing all the recording, production, and stuff myself. I think I'm going to have a couple of people um, with some like features uh, or some duets or things of that that we come through. So more to come there. But um, there is, uh, I, I was pretty close to being almost finished, uh, and I guess it was late 2016 or something of that nature. And, um was had, had basically everything had i think like eight or nine songs written recorded was in the mixing stage like it, it, things were close i was two maybe two months away and then i had a power surge at my hat like at my apartment and not only did it fry my computer but also my backup hard drive which was at that point and plugged into my computer and so i lost all my projects, oh all my of my gosh. data, all my files, um, including my music, on both drives, and I was just like defeated. My heart is breaking. And at, at, I mean, I did it. Like I took even took it to like experts and stuff to try to like defragment some of these hard drives and try to get some of the stuff together, and like none of that was working. So, um, so I was just like, I you know I that, had that and at that point it had been about. Uh, eight months to a year of, of work essentially. And it was just like gone, like all of a sudden in a day, um, gone. And, you know, I think the first couple of days after that, I was like kind of in shock. And then that shock turned into like, it turned into like this anger. I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right now. And so I, I went back and like tried to re-record some of that. And it did like, it just did it. Like the magic wasn't there. I was kind of defeated about it. And so I just kind of like left it there for like a while like i and i, I just did I hadn't record i mean i was playing like you know like playing my guitar and singing and doing stuff like around around the house and but you know i just kind of just didn't record didn't do anything just like for the longest longest time and it's only been in the only been in the last uh you know i guess five six months maybe um that i've kind of been back back uh trying to do it so i mean yeah it was like literally a a year where i was just like very very rarely, you know, working on, on things. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on this new thing now. Um, I actually hope, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be releasing it under uh, my, my own moniker, Blake Martin. Um, but I'm going to be, uh, re recording it. Um, and, you know, basically it'll be launching something here pretty soon. So this will actually be kind of like the debut announcement, which is actually kind of exciting. Oh, um, what an honor, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm going to be, uh, starting um essentially like a media production um okay entity i don't, I don't want to call it a company or a business or anything because i'm not sure that's quite exactly what it will be um but it's, it's right, it, right. It, it, i'm going to call it Al alpex audio um and uh, okay. so that that's kind of uh that, that's something that's pretty exciting i've been like kind of sketching um Sketching out some website oh, ideas yes. and some things of that nature, kind of already locked down some domains and some uh, Twitter handles and stuff oh, like gosh. that. So you know, uh, so I'm gonna be like releasing Crucial. it under that. Um, I hope to kind of get that slight, like it, in, in its barest and most primal form, and um, uh, in about a month or okay. so, um, end of March is my my timeline. I'm trying to hold myself to 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 release that okay. alongside of uh, one of my singles and. The idea isn't necessarily to yep. even promote my own music, but also to kind of, you know, much like, um, you know, m much like kind of like the, the pickup community or whatever I was just, I mean, what I was talking about is, is to right, work right. collaboratively um, with uh, with other artists that I know, all the talented that I have around me, be that from you to the people yeah. I've met in Juxta to all oh, of like yeah. these singers that I know once that was up here. Like, you know, you I just have... I have this wealth yeah, of talent around me network. and, you know, not, not to say that my platform, like, again, it's not, not even a launch platform at this point is something that will, um, 
you know, reach a lot of people, but the right. people that it does just, you know, giving it a, a, an exposition of, you know, the folks that I can partner with. And I, I hope to work on projects with some of these people, whether it be in songwriting or production or, you know, just being like a being engineer for them yeah. or, you know, whatever it may be is to just kind of get very serious about, um, uh, the side hustle, if you will. And, uh, and, yeah, and do it yes. from uh, a, you know it. not That's only a musical word. standpoint, but and and I, I'm actually ecstatic to, to be doing this here with you today because you know podcasting and something like that is something that's also been kind of on on the table for a while and um again it was just kind of you know trying to figure out how that would apply and what type of uh you know way with something to document and what that would be like and so you know participating in this is really really cool because uh you know it's uh it's it's great and I, I think it's it's a uh, something that I've actually recently gotten really into the listening. I didn't really used to listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and so like, I know, same, it just kind of happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, cool it's like I think it was like last, like last year I just, you know, I was like listening to a lot of these podcasts, whether it be just like sports based, music based, whatever, you know, it may be just kind of like listening into it on my commute into work every day. And it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. And it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome to hear, you know, just uh, a wealth of different ideas, different perspectives. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's a, it's a great way to communicate. And it's something that, you know, you don't really get to, uh, to do much in your everyday life anymore is a sit down and, you know, talk to someone directly yeah. with like that I being know. the express purpose me. for like over an hour, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know, like, like I, I just keep thinking about that as we've been talking. I'm like, man, like, this is so great. If nothing comes from this, like, it was worth it just for the conversation that, like, we got to have, yeah. like, <laughs> no, that we had an excuse to have. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> so, I think it's, I think so it's awesome. And, um, and, you know, something that I kind of want to, you know, at, at some point, whether that be, you know, continuing to be, you know, a, a guest, whether it be on yours or like other friends and stuff doing it, or whether it be maybe even creating my own and doing limited yes. episodes or something. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think that's something that's, uh, uh, you know, interesting and appealing, but I think I, when you sit, when we're talking about kind of the approach yeah, to 100%. it and, you know, doing things a little bit differently. I think, I guess like that's the, the multitude of my approach is to not only like, I guess shoehorn myself into, uh, um, into the music in, in and of itself. Like, you know, I will kind of want to work on my own music and kind of do that yeah. as its own thing. But as an individual is not a musician kind of like want to continue to work with audio, um, and all of its forms. So, exactly. um, yeah, just got to kind of, uh, ha have the ability to, to do, to do a little bit of everything yeah, with that exactly. and uh you know hopefully uh and here in another year or so that's something i can be doing less of a side hustle and more of a transition maybe to even a part-time yes. type of deal so yeah dude no that's the goal i mean like i think that's kind of what i'm thinking with this right now because i'm like okay like um i'm doing this like for free right now with the goal of like hey maybe this could like turn into something yeah because I, I think that's like that's always the goal with the side hustle is like okay you do it because you you like it and then like with the hopes that it can become like something more so I totally I see that for you and I'm like so excited um so I would love for you to yeah Tell us uh, if you have any more thoughts on title. Oh, I want to yeah. circle back to that. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that guy, I guess, it just was uh, yeah. uh, kind of, again, something about we're talking about niche and kind of distinguishing yourself from different um, different platforms. And uh, it was actually, I think, John Mayer's Instagram account that called uh, this attention to me, which is like kind of funny. Dude. He but, really is. <laughs> oh, he, he, he's, he's a maven, man. It's great. Um, but titles actually. Um, the like one of the only like major major providers that streams and like high fidelity like true you know basically true digital sound and um something that's not being truncated down or uh you know yeah not overly compressed and you know small you know it, obviously it's you know, it might eat up your data if you're not using it on wi-fi or things like that but i mean and they're basically allowing you to take um the, the quality that you would get off of a, a cd when those archaic things were still happening so like the basically the the, the data in its purest form and um to listening to it and and people swear by it. I, I know a lot of people who who use it exclusively. Uh, you know, I've listened to it, and you can certainly tell the difference. Um, I've been a lifelong Spotify user, so I don't know how uh, 
uh, given given the breadth of its library, I don't necessarily want to know if I want to like, jump off. But again, that's the title started as just basically Jay Z's you know answer to streaming music to have more control over his music and the people that he was releasing his music to have more you know control and the ability to compensate the artists well and it, it worked well because I think that was like when Kanye's latest album came out they, it was an exclusive on title for a while and so they, they did they did the exclusive releases for a while for that and it didn't really work and it was kind of failing to a certain extent and then they you know made the transition from oh we're not just just jay-z's streaming service or something like that we want to do something that's unique to us something that sets us apart from the apple musics and spotify's of the world and so they they went for you know hi-fi audio and you know we kind of moved into the the audio file sector and um the, the, so, so um, so again, that's just how they distinguish themselves. And I think that like, they've been a lot more successful, um, because, because they adapted, they, again, they, they didn't just say, Oh, well, we're just getting beat. All of these other people like have more influence or just better than us. Like we're done. Like that's it. They, they, there's, it's, it's a, I think it's a cool parallel, um, to, you know, kind of exactly what we're doing. So, um, yes, dude. So true. Like that, I think that should be so inspiring for like, yeah, like creative people that like, hey, when something doesn't work, it doesn't mean you should stop. It means that you should like use those creative wheels that you have and like start thinking about, okay, like how can I approach this from a different like uh, different aspect or maybe like carve a different path. Um, so, so yeah, I love that you, you brought that back and, and paralleled that. So, so yeah, dude, well, I would love to um, just finish this out with um, one what is what are you listening to these days? What 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 artists are inspiring you or like kind of influencing your sound um, and your songwriting? And then um, and then tell them tell us from there. Yeah, like where where we can find and look for and look forward to what you're working on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So like right now, I mean, I'm kind of uh, I, I know we've even talked about it offline a bit. It's just the, the new Wombats release. It's just Oh, it's yeah. incredible, um, and I, I had I had the turn. Yeah, I had the pleasure of being like uh, at their their first show here in DC of their American tour for this album. And oh, yeah, that was the oh. the tour opener, right? Yeah, the tour opener. So I got you know I was extremely oh extremely lucky to to be able to witness that in person. So they they've been great. Um, they've they've always been a great influence, and so it's just they always have a nice impact on my like I guess my sound. But outside of that, some things like you know some people that I've been listening to a lot that I think have you know made a, a big direct impact sound uh, into my sound would be like I'm listening to a lot of like Cold War Kids, um, Coast Modern, mm, yes. um, uh, who else? Like Electric Guest. I don't know if you know much about Electric Guest. They're oh, they're they're kind of I like uh, it's kind of electronic and um, I, I don't know. I, I would in, in, uh, encourage you to to certainly look into them a little bit more. Um, Coin. Okay. I listen to. You know, I listen I to Oh, I like um, Louis Del Mar. It's just uh, I'm I'm kind of finding myself okay. uh, trying to um, push together um, the singer songwriter aspects of like my listening taste to the like indie indie pop uh, stuff. So like that's yeah yeah I was gonna say that. It's definitely a lot of like a kind of indie like yeah, and, and so that's the thing. I've never been like a creator of synth music and things of that nature. So I've been you know playing around with it to a certain extent, but I've certainly been trying to partner um, just my you know standard analog instrument stuff, whether it be bass, guitar, vocals, whatever that I'm recording, just alongside of you know a lot more synthetic sounds and trying to, to branch out into that, but. Uh, even to at this point, like the type of uh, the, the projects that I've been putting together, I think I right now in some way, shape, or form, I have about uh, nine songs at the moment. Again, all right, not all it. of them are going to make uh, you know final cuts, but you know they're oh, all yeah. different that's things, and they're all incredibly eclectic. Uh, there's uh, you know some power ballad esque type of stuff yeah. to um, to so good, to, to true. Uh, it's just like kind of more in the lines of like pop music to mm. it's just it's it's really all over there's even like a, a very uh, like a latin inspired track that like it's oh, it's it's it's, okay. it's it's all very eclectic and it's again it's this search for you you kind of touched on it earlier with uh looking for like what the sound you hear in your head and like yes. what best suits you exactly. and what you are and that and that's something you know i think all musicians are always uh, and you see it in bands evolutions bands are always looking for you know 
that next yeah. voice and yeah. you know what really embodies them at the moment so i guess i'm just on my search for that and so um awesome. but as far as uh, being yeah. on the lookout for release um you will yeah. be like i said alapexaudio.com is going to be the website everything's going to be released out on um, right. it's also going to be out on uh, spotify uh, when it comes out this the single on hopefully march 28th um that will be on spotify go. music okay. um, and then also you can f- find most of like updates and things of that nature maybe teasers and things um on just my social which all of it's the the handle at blake mrtn um you can find me on instagram twitter all that good stuff so i'll probably be posting some small twitter uh announcements instagram small videos just you know kind of updates on progress on on where we are in the project and uh you know Hopefully, uh, hopefully put out some uh, some good stuff that people can uh, relate to. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, right? It's like you, you just you want to be able to put stuff out there that, that makes people feel something. So so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the people listening to this that they have something to look forward to uh, you putting out. And so. Uh, so, yeah, dude, thank you so much again for taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy guy and I would love to have you on again and we can talk more like brass tacks like songwriting stuff because I, I i love to like i think you're one of the people whose songwriting process is like i admire the most and so i would love to like really get into that on a future dude absolutely yeah yeah you just tell me when we'll uh we'll, we'll nail out some time and i'd be uh be happy to be back you thanks for uh, the invite and let me be a part of this this is exciting stuff absolutely dude well thank you so much and uh you have a great rest of your day and i will uh, i'll talk to you soon all right my man thank you all right peace we'll be back Wow, I hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. Such a great conversation, and I'm already looking forward to another interview with Blake. Like we said, you can keep up with him and his music via social media. I'll put those links in the show notes. And be on the lookout for his website, alapexaudio.com. Thanks again for joining. This is Bot for a Song. I'm Gianni Massaro, and I'll see you next time.